before I before the sermon, let me take a few moments to share with our congregation and others. As we shelter in place, the world seems to be on fire. We are dreadfully counting the number of dead each day from the virus. Uh, black men are being hurt, killed, and it seems the world doesn't know how to react to it. I think I'd be proud of our young people who are protesting peacefully. And yet in the midst of a peaceful protest, we can find others who seek to be in it for materialistic gain. So we struggle what's the right thing to do. The right thing is always what God would have you do. And God does not approve of violence, looting, those kinds of things. It's understandable that our world is in so much pain and pain causes us to react in many ways, but it should never cause us to react in a way that hurts somebody else. I was um, on the treadmill this morning and listening to the Commodores and Jesus' love is one of the songs and I talked about Jesus will never, never leave us or forsake us. And I think that's what we have to remember today. Let's be in prayer for our brothers and sisters who are hurting who are being violated by legal systems and let's struggle and pray hard and work hard to change, make change things happen and change things. But we got to teach our children how to do things the right way and how to be family. And I am proud of my centenary family and others that I know who are praying and seeking justice in the appropriate ways. And I would say, God bless you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, on this blessed day, be with us and be with your broken and twisted world, oh God. We believe that one day the lion will lie down with the lamb and we'll study war no more. So help us to treat one another with dignity and respect. On this blessed day, the day of Pentecost, oh Lord, help us, help us to feel your Holy Spirit. And may the words that I speak this day bring you praise and never shame. Open our hearts enlighten our minds, unite us, that we might be peace bearers in an often warring world. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, this is Pentecost Sunday, and no matter what happens, we ought to be glorifying Jesus Christ. Charles Dickens uh, said in the tale of two cities, these are the best of times and the worst of times. And as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, these are the best of times and the worst of times. Wonderful things are still happening in our lives on one hand on the other hand. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But like all the songs say, we know who holds tomorrow. What does Pentecost Sunday mean for us? This is the beginning, the founding of our early church. Uh, and it's the power that comes, that we seek, that God gives us the power and we need the power today in this broken world. We need that power. We need the power to say we can't overcome stuff. We need the power for the bad times. It's, we don't think about power when times are good, when the storm clouds are not hanging over our heads and we can pay our bills and our children are behaving and marriages are, are strong and, and the world economy is going good. We don't think about the power. But I'm telling you, folks, today, 
we need the power to overcome the rough times, the worst of times. And we may not have seen the worst of times, but we know, we truly know who God is and what God is able to do. So as we, as we struggle to get a grip on what's going on, we need to join those in, in, in the room when the Holy Spirit came. And it's so powerful because it talks about all the different groups, all the groups and all the different people. And it, and it suggests to us that no group is outside of God's care. That whatever group you belong to, God still has you. And when God speak, God spoke in that room with many different, different groups of people in different languages, but everybody understood. They understood the power of the Holy Spirit they understood when that air blew on them, they could just feel the power to do so many things. We need that power. We need it today. We need to believe, we need to believe that we have the power to make some changes. We need to believe that we have the power to heal the sick. We don't just stand idly by and let things happen. We have the power to change systems. We have the power to show love. And I'm telling you, folks, we've got to do a better job. It's the Pentecost season is on us, and it's a life-changing thing. If we feel the power of the Holy Spirit, then it ought to make us extremely emotional, extremely passionate and fired up, and just joyfully ready to say to the world, we got this. Joyfully ready to say to the world, we can make some changes based on our own biblical principles. This is theologically sound and strong. This is not just what we think off the top of our heads. This is what we know from the gospel, what the Bible says to us. In that room, to feel that awesome power, fill the room. Uh, we ought to just uh, be allowing that awesome power to fill our homes, to fill our hearts, to fill our souls. We don't know when we're going back in our church buildings the four walls, we don't know. We have so many memories there. We, uh, it means a lot to us, but we, we represent the church, who we are, living vessels, we're the church. And until we can congregate together, we've still got to assume that power and say, I believe, I believe that Jesus could raise the dead. I believe that those who are on their deathbeds can rise up with the power of the Holy Spirit. We needed power for the worst of times, and it seems like these are the worst of times. And yet, even in the worst of times, you get a call from a grandchild. And I'm telling you, if the call from your grandchild doesn't cause you to zoom and, and jump and shout, something's wrong with you. Get a, child, a call from your child saying, we just bought our first home. Get a call from a friend saying, I got a, new, a better job. Get a call from a friend saying, my mom survived her accident. All those are signs and tales that show us God is still God. And we don't, have, we don't have to give way to fear. We don't have to give way to our troubled minds. We have to be able to say, even in the worst of times, God is still on the throne. We have the power. God, through his son, Jesus Christ, left us with the Holy Spirit. And the question for us as Christian folk, have you embraced the Holy Spirit? Have you accepted it? And if you have, there ought to be some evidence. And evidence comes out in the way you live your life. Because if Jesus is really ordering your steps, then people know where you're gonna go. If Jesus really orders your steps, 
people can see the joy and passion in you. If Jesus really orders your steps, your marriage is stronger. Your relationship with others is stronger. Everything that you do is better. If Jesus orders our steps, we don't give in to fear. We don't give in to hate. We don't give in to malice. We're able to say, Lord, take me, mold me, shape me, use me. Give me that joy that makes me want to run and shout and tell people about who you are. Give me that joy that gives me a testimony. Everybody who's been touched by the Spirit ought to have an ongoing testimony every day, every night. You ought to be shouting and willing to tell somebody. You've heard me talk about my brother Vincent, my best friend. Well, Vincent had a heart attack and they airlifted him from his hometown to Jackson, Tennessee. And a month later, I was on my way to Juneau, Alaska for a meeting, Lake Juneau, Alaska, the beautiful uh, little Methodist retreat in the mountains in North Carolina. And I, and I called Vincent and said, you need some getaway time. Let's go to North Carolina. Would you go with me? And we got there and I woke up that morning and I couldn't find Vincent. It was early in the morning and I was weary. And I went outside and up there is a wonderful, awesome cross. And there Vincent had, was holding, holding an audience of telling people what God had done for him. He said he felt the Holy Spirit while he was in, in that helicopter and he knew everything's going to be all right. And they were mesmerized by his testimony and his story told in a way that I've never told it. He said, he said the angels literally, literally flew me those 60 miles. My heart flooded. I, I tossed and turned. I was wearied, but all around me I could feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And the people around the cross at North Carolina hear this country boy, Vincent Hobson, tell the story of what God had done, has done for him. God has done that for so many of us. Have you got a testimony? Have you got a story to tell somebody? This is what Jesus has done for me. It's awesome stuff, folk. This Holy Spirit stuff, this Pentecost stuff, it's awesome stuff. It changes us. It converts us. And if you have the power of the Holy Spirit, we don't make, we stop making excuses for what we haven't done. Jesus is ordering your steps. You don't make excuses. Well, Jesus loves me anyway. I don't do, I'm not doing anything for him, but he loves me anyway. Well, I'll get to it later. Uh, that's just the way I am. No, you don't, you can't be just the way you are. You can't be somebody who shaped your own destiny. You've got a master who's got a master plan for you. And the question is, are you asking every day, Lord, what would you have me to do? It's not hard. Lord, do you want me to teach? Lord, do you want me to preach? Lord, do you want me to serve the sick? What do you want me to do, Lord? And I gladly embrace the Holy Spirit, and I gladly rise up to do it. And I say, Lord, I have the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come from my denomination. It doesn't come from my family name. It doesn't come from my wealth. It doesn't come from the stuff I have. It comes from you. And you selected me and you gave it to me, Lord. You gave it to me. Lowly me, you gave me the power to make changes. That when I stand before my God, I can say, I accepted the power. I embraced the power. I ran with the power. It was something I needed and something I wanted. Do you have a testimony this morning? Do you have a testimony of Pentecost and what it means and what God is doing for you and will always do for you? This are, these are the best of times and the worst of times. 
but it's God's time. And when in God's time, God says, glorify me, glorify me. Don't give way to the world. The world can't, the world can't save you. The world can't embrace you. The world can't make you whole again. We want to be made whole, that our world needs to be made whole. We can do that today, we can do it tomorrow. Because I truly believe, I truly believe that things can change. I truly believe that we, God's family, can share the power of love through the Holy Spirit day by day because the breath of God is blown on us. The grave doesn't hold any sway over us. Death does not hold any power of us. God has already made a place for us, and you have to be worried. Soon and very soon, you're going to see the king. Soon and very soon, you will join your ancestors. But while you are here, there are expectations and things that God needs you to do. And again, we've got to stop making excuses. Sometimes I think we believe that we have more power than God because we make excuses and laugh about it. It's not a laughing matter. We deny God our services and then go to sleep and not, don't worry about it. I'm convinced that God doesn't want us to be terrified of him in that manner, but he wants us to fear him in knowing that he's the one who gives the power or takes the power away. He can take away the power to do evil when he wants to but the power to do good is always available to you and to me. And he's saying, can I count you in my army? You know, if you're in an army, there are expectations that you got the back of your comrades. You can't turn and return and run when, when the shooting starts, when the arrows come towards you. You can't turn and run uh, when you're afraid. You have to march on trusting in your leadership, trusting that God has got this. The power of the Holy Spirit this morning. I haven't even given you a sermon title. <laughs> got so excited. But just think about the road to glory. The road to glory. So Holy Spirit carries us on a road to glory. We will be the ones who march together through hell and fire and flood and everything else. We march together. You can do this together can't be done in isolation. You can't get to heaven by yourself. You have to be in a journey with folk. Now you going in determines you. That's a solidarity thing, but you gotta be on the same journey with God's folk. Listen to their stories, listen to their pain, listen to everything that they do. Pentecost Sunday, get fired up, show out, run and dance, tell people about a God who is so tremendous. Tell people about a living God. Tell people about a God who can change things. Tell people about a God who flung the stars and moon into being, who blew the breath of life into us. Tell them about a God who, who when the doctor said, you only have five days, has given you five years. Tell them about a God who said, you'll never get to college. And by the grace of God, from your mother selling chickens and eggs and and selling the last cow and, and, and pawning stuff to get us through school. Tell people that we know a God who can save and a God who can heal and a God who can transform this world. I'm not, I'm sure 
God is not giving over this world to evil. I'm sure the devil does not have the last word. I am sure that God has made us a promise that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We need to know today who God is. There's a story about Mary McLeod Bethune, you know, started a college. The story about her whole life when people called her unattractive or they called her fat or they called her negative things. And yet she spoke about the power of the Christian folk who saw beauty, God's beauty, who said she was beautiful inside and beautiful in the way God wants her to be beautiful because she used her mind because she, she sold sweet potato pies to, 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 to start a college. And at the end of the day, when she barely breathed, she had the great joy of knowing that through it all, through all the negative things people said about her, calling her black and ugly, and you can't achieve that, that she stood tall at the end. She stood tall enough to be a friend to presidents. She stood tall enough to be an ambassador for the good. She stood tall enough to say, no matter what the world tries to do for me, I'm standing tall, I, I, I'm beautiful because I'm God's creation. I'm beautiful because God has given me a mind to change things. I'm beautiful. And all the haters, what happened to all those who called her ugly, who said she couldn't make it, who called her black, who called her nappy head, what happened to all the haters? In truth, she said she never prayed for their demise. She prayed for a change to come. And Sam Cooke would say, a change is going to come. Is a change coming for you? Is it coming for me? Holy Spirit says, yes, you can change. Holy Spirit says, Does you, do you want to change? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want the power? We can sit around and whine all the time talking about what we can't do if we don't accept the power. But when the glory comes, <laughs> when the power comes, we're able to say, I have accepted this power and I'm ready to run with it. You want me to run to Africa, Lord, I'm running. Want me to run to Chicago, I'm running. I'm not running with fire and, and, and balls to throw. I'm running with a heart to say that we can change things. I'm not running with hate or malice. I'm running with a heart that says I'm going to love my brother and my sister no matter what. I'm going to carry the cross because the cross is not a weapon. The cross is my shield. The cross is, is my dependence. The road to glory says I have accepted. I understand what Pentecost means. I've got a Pentecost deep in my heart. And all the stuff, all the trappings, Lord, that you've been able, I've been blessed with, don't come out to hill of beans when it comes to loving you. I can give it all up, Lord. I just don't want to give you up. Praise be to God that on this blessed day, as we struggle with what will be or what might be, we know what God can do. So call, reach out and tell somebody how much God means to you. Reach out and tell somebody how much they mean to you because they are a family of God. Reach out and tell, hold your kids a little bit longer tonight. As you look in on them while they sleep, give them an extra kiss, extra hug. Call that friend you hadn't talked to in years and say, I'm so glad you're part of my life. I'm glad the Holy Spirit has, has, has blown the breath of, God, of God's love on you. 
thank you for this journey we've been on. And I think all of us can say that we've seen so much more good than bad, that we've been loved more than we've been hated. All because God has cherished us as he created us. And it doesn't get any better than that. Are you ready for Pentecost? Are you ready to accept your Lord and Savior? Do you have a testimony? Are you ready to run and not get weary? Are you ready to love God with all your heart and soul and mind? Are you ready to give your life away? Are you ready to say, Lord, here, take me as I come to the altar? Not my money, not anything else, Lord. You need more than me. You need me. And when you get me, all of me comes with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the family of God. Thank you for the centenary, a centenary family. Thank you for my extended family. Thank you for those who love unconditionally, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Would you pray with me? Now, Lord, if there are those who've heard a word and need, need to say, I'm ready to join the family of God, I need to belong, then let them speak uh, during our, our glory sighting time to be able to say, or let them just type a note to the pastor or any member saying, I have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. What are my next steps? We love you, Lord. We ask that you bless our world, bless us. Give us that non-anxious presence, O oh Lord, as we struggle and strive to be what you would have us to be. As we break bread each day, let us give thanks a little greater. Let us celebrate a little more all because you are awesome and you're an awesome, awesome God. And you've given us an awesome, awesome journey. And we are grateful, we're glad, oh Lord. So help us on our journey. Help us to celebrate. Help us to love you. And above all, oh God, keep us coming back day after day. And help us to say, tomorrow is going to be better than today. Because you are the master. You're the one who teaches us how to love, how to share, how to care. And in the days to come, guide our steps in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen.